How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Elbs Up podcast. In episode 34, we're going to be kind of going back to where we started this whole thing a year ago today uh, and go back to the World Junior Championship preview episode. Uh, so we're going to go through every single team uh, in, in this year's tournament, uh, give them a, a bit of a preview, and then at the end, we're going to go through the gold medal, silver medal, and bronze medal, uh, as well as uh, the individual award predictions. So there's definitely a lot to get to. Uh, but before that, I'm your host, Brett Potter. I'm here with my co-host, Keen Kilback. How's it going, buddy? Good. Uh, again, this is the best time of the year, so I'm really excited for this tournament. And we're going to have a really good preview episode here for you guys. We're going to preview all 10 teams. And, you know, there's not going to be a ton on the bottom teams, I guess. But in terms of, you know, the, the top five, you know, Canada, Sweden, Finland, U.S., Czechia, Slovakia, all those top six teams or whatever, you know, we're, we're going to be, you know, taking a deep dive, I guess, and giving you guys a good preview. So it should be a good episode. Yeah, and we're just going to get right into it, starting with Group A. Uh, we're going to start with Canada. Obviously, they won it last year, and uh, they're the two-time reigning champs. Uh, this year's team, they got 10 first-round picks, but only one returnee, and that being Owen Beck. And he's kind of like a half-returnee because he uh, he was like an injury call-up from last year. So he actually didn't even make the team out of camp. So definitely kind of a weaker team uh, as far as returning players this year. There's, there's been some injury news the last couple of days. Uh regarding uh, Tristan Leneau and Tanner Mullendijk, uh both uh, for different reasons, but they're going to be out for the tournament. And uh, Ty Nelson and uh, Jorian Donovan have been uh, replacing them. Uh, so that, I guess if injuries did have to happen, you know, it, maybe it's a better thing that they happen before the tournament. So then they can have the whole, uh, the, the same roster going, you know, from game one to the end. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to kind of go through uh, some players that we like uh, and, and you're going to really want to look out for. Uh, starting with the goaltending, uh, it seems like Canada always has pretty weak goalies, but what do you think about uh, their tenders this year? Uh, it's kind of been the same story, like you said, for quite a few years now. And I, I know we, we made a really good clip that we posted like qu- quite a few months ago, but you were just talking about, I don't even remember how the conversation was brought up, but you were just talking about how you know it almost goes all the way down to minor hockey in Canada with the goalies, or they're just not producing elite goalies anymore i mean you look at the nhl level that's the biggest weakness for canada and it has been in the last few years as well like if you look at the last few years in the draft like pretty much every country has been pretty weak in the draft for goalies i think i don't think there's been a first round pick goalie in the last two drafts and so it's, it's been pretty weak in the whole whole world i guess but especially for canada like it, you know, when you think of some of the elite goalie prospects to come up recently, you know, I think of Jesper Wallstedt, Askarov, uh, Dustin Wolf, Spencer Knight, all, all those guys, none of them are Canadian, right? Uh, obviously, Devin Levi is, and he kind of came out of nowhere, but, you know, Canada has has been really struggling with goaltending, and, it, you know, it's, it's going to be the same story this year. I, I, I know that in past years, you know, it seems like goaltending was the question going in, and, you know, it, Every time that they won the gold medal, you think of 2020, Joel Hofer was really good. Um, 2021, Devin Levi was really good unexpectedly as well. And then I don't even remember who, who was the starter last year. Oh, Milton, Milton, he right? came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and he came out of nowhere too. So it seems like Canada, they kind of get goaltending out of nowhere. So hopefully it's going to be like that again this year because – you know, nobody even really knows who's going to be the starter this year. And, you know, it's definitely the biggest weakness for Canada. Um, Mathis Russo started all three pre-tournament games. So, you know, it looks like Canada might be leaning towards him. And, and you know, I've I seen 
TSN reported that he actually wanted the start in, in the game against the U.S., the last pre-tournament game. And the plan wasn't to actually start Russo. It was to start the two other goalies, Samuel St. Hilaire and Scott Ratzlaff, to, and split them, split time. But Russo said that he wanted the cage, and they actually g- gave him the cage kind of as an all-in decision to see if he can be the starting goalie. But it's kind of a risk because, you know, if he doesn't play well, then, you know, you, you haven't even really seen the other goalies in pre-tournament action because uh, Russo started with the, all, other, all the other games. And unfortunately, Russo didn't play very well. So it, it's kind of a huge mystery as to who's going to be the starter for Canada this year. And I think, you know, the it, it, it always sucks when you don't know that. Uh, you're you're almost going into the tournament unprepared, and you know you're almost using the round robin as another preliminary round to find out who you're going to run with in the in the playoff round. Yeah, for sure. And I remember uh, last year we just said that the exact same thing. We're concerned about the goaltending, but there's always that someone just kind of comes out of nowhere and stands on their head. So hopefully that is kind of the same story this year. Uh, but going into the defense now, uh, we're not going to go through every uh, every D member. We're just going to highlight a couple uh, that we're excited to watch. Uh, the first one being Denton Matejchuk. Uh He's a first-rounder from Columbus. Uh, this year he's got 35 points in 24 games in the dub. Uh, so you're, you're going to get a lot of offensive output from him. Uh, he's probably going to quarterback the first power play, so that's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, expected to be his D partner is uh, Maverick Lemaru, uh, another first-round pick. 27 points in 25 uh, games in the QMJHL this year. Lastly, Oliver Bonk, uh, another first-round pick uh, to the Flyers. And he's got 30 points in 28 games in the OHL this year. So uh, those three are going to be some uh, some guys to look out for, uh, not just on the offensive side of the puck, but also on the defensive side of the puck. Yeah, and, and I think Canada's defense is it's again it's it's pretty weak this year. Like just overall, Canada is they're pretty weak this year. I, I think one of their strengths is their offensive depth. We'll get to the forwards later, but almost every other area besides their forward depth is is, is a bit of a weakness, and you know losing. Tristan Luno, who who got into some NHL games this year, you know he he was expected to eat a lot of minutes for Canada and be that second power play guy behind Matejchuk. And you know he was almost going to be like the Branton Clark to Olin Zellweger, like the Tristan Luno to to Dent, to Denton Matejchuk this year. And and you know unfortunately he 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 he's not going to be playing. And neither will Tanner Molendyk, another first round pick, like you said. So you know Canada's really thin especially as you go down the depth chart and I think you know those three guys that you mentioned are going to be the guys relied on the most and I think are probably Canada's best defensemen but I'm looking at this defense and you're seeing multiple like mid-round picks and and you almost never see that with Canada if it's not four or five first round picks it's usually you know the worst or second and third round picks that are like point per game you know in, in, in their junior leagues and you know that this year that's just not the case so just another uh unusually weak position for Canada at this tournament yeah I think they're definitely weaker this year but uh they definitely have some size only two d-men are under six foot and uh Lamoureux is six seven and Warren six five so they're uh those guys are probably gonna be on the penalty kill quite a bit but now going to the forwards uh it's kind of tough to project lines or anything like that uh just because there's gonna be so much turnover throughout the tournament um but like you said, the depth is definitely there. They don't really have that one offensive player like last year, like Bedard, that we were talking about. Um, that they're not going to have one guy that's going to get twenty points this year. But hopefully, you can expect you know a handful of guys to get somewhere between ten, fifteen. And uh, the guys that I'm excited to watch, uh, as far as the forwards, 
are uh, Geeky and Savoy. They play together in, in the dub uh, with Wenashi, so I, I'm excited to see them together on the first line. I'm also excited to see uh, Matthew Petra. Uh, he got lent down from the Bruins not too long ago, so uh, I haven't really watched a lot of him, but I've heard uh, he's going to be really well, uh, or he's going to be really good. So uh, how about you? Who are you excited to watch? Yeah, I'm definitely excited to watch Macklin Celebrini the most, and, and he actually was probably between the, the exhibition games and, the, you know, the camp and, and, and the pre-tournament games. Everything I'm hearing, I, you know, I, I didn't see a ton of it, but everything I'm hearing is that, and he, he, you know, he's probably been Canada's best forward throughout that. He had two goals yesterday against uh, the the United States in that last pre-tournament game, and uh, you know, it, it's it's rare that you see a draft eligible like 17 year old relied on this much. And I, I know we we kind of got used to that with Bedard the last couple of years, but you know, before Bedard, <laughs> I don't remember the last time we seen a, a 17 year old, um, you know, relied on that much. Like you think of Lafreniere or Quentin Byfield over the years, and they were always started as 13th forwards and didn't really move up much. And, and, you know, maybe they played bigger roles in years to come, but usually, you know, historically, this has always been like a 19-year-old's tournament. So we'll see how Celebrini fares. But, you know, he's been playing against, you know, a lot of 19 and even older players in college this year, and he's got 25 points in 15 games. So, you know, it looks like he's definitely going to be the first overall pick this year. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to watch him play. And, you know, there's been a lot of line changes recently, so it's hard to predict exactly what they're going to do in terms of lines. But the one line that has stayed the same is uh, the bottom six line of Owen Allard, Owen Beck, and Nate Danielson. And I've heard nothing but good things about these guys. And, you know, I've seen a bit of them too, and they were playing really well together. And, you know, they're kind of like the grind line, and they're matching up against the other team's top lines every night. And, you know, playing responsible defensively and killing penalties. So, you know, it's always important. I think every team needs to find that line, right, to shut down the other team's top lines. And, you know, hopefully that, that can be one uh, one consistency for or one consistent area for Canada throughout this tournament. I've heard a lot of good stuff about Nate Danielson as far as his two-way game. Uh, so D- Detroit first-round pick, uh, ninth overall from last season. So, uh, yeah, hopefully those guys can kind of play that shutdown role and then um, maybe produce some offense at the, at the same time. But... As far as a prediction for uh, where these guys are going to finish, although they are definitely a weaker team this year, I do still have them uh, finishing first in their division. Um, I, I think just purely, uh, they, they really only need to beat Sweden in that one game. I, I don't think anyone else is really that close. So, um, yeah, I, I, I still got them first. And, uh, yeah, we'll kind of see where, where they go from there. Yeah, you know, o- overall, I guess the overall thoughts on Canada this year is you know, obviously a much weaker team than usual. Like, like I said, the the biggest strength is their forward depth. They have four really good lines, but overall, at every position, their their star power is pretty weak. And you know, even their depth at defense and goaltending is is pretty weak as well. So, you know, I'm pretty worried about Canada this year. Like I, you know, most years going into this, like I'm pretty comfortable that they're the favorites and they're going to do well and at least get a medal. But this year, like. I got to be honest, like there's a little bit of doubt that they might not even medal this year. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. You never know. They could get upset this year. And, um, you know, I, I have them finishing second in the, in the group standings. I think, you know, Sweden has a long history of playing really well in the group. And I think, you know, they have an unbelievable team this year. So I think Canada, or I think Sweden might beat Canada in that, in that uh, big game to decide the group. I think one thing you do have to say is that usually going into the tournament, they're going to win their division no matter what. Like, it's not even a question. 
So just because they have a weaker team doesn't mean that they they can't do it. But anyways, going into the Sweden team, uh, they're also really stacked. And uh, yeah, they're playing host this year. Uh, last year they were fourth, and uh, they got nine returnees coming back, eight of them, uh, eight first round picks. And uh, this is a really strong roster, uh, probably one of the best we've seen in, in the last recent years. Um, but their their biggest strength for sure is just their center depth. Uh, Noah Oslin, Philip Beestead are, are two of the kind of the two headed monster up front. Um, and then they also have really good wingers to kind of support them uh, with uh, Vancouver first round pick uh, Jonathan Leckermacki. So, uh, yeah, these guys are going to be uh, really good. And um, they also have a lot of talent on defense that uh, maybe you want to get into. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited to watch Sweden this year. I, I could talk about them probably longer than I could talk about Canada, honestly. They're, they have a lot of really good players at every position. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to watch Jonathan Lekaramaki the uh, first-round pick from the Canucks. He was the MVP of this tournament, in, or not this tournament, but the 2022 U18s, which is the same age group as this. He was the MVP of that tournament. Uh, Sweden won gold at that tournament. You know, they had the goalie of the tournament as well. So all those guys are going to be playing at this level. And, you know, they're all 19 now. So, you know, I expect Sweden to have a really good team. And, um, you know, <laughs> they have so many good forwards, like Noah Usland, like you said, Philip Bested down the middle. Uh, Lekaramaki, Liam Ugrin on the wings are going to be really good. Um, all first-round picks, all of those guys. And their defense only gets better. They, they, you know, for the longest time, Sweden, it was always – defense was always their uh, strength, right? Like, they for, for however many years, it's like every year they got one or two first-round pick defensemen, and it's the same this year. Um, they've got Axel Sandin Pelika, obviously – uh, he's having an unbelievable year this year. He was he was a first round pick to the Red Wings. He has nine goals in twenty five SHL games. That's for a defenseman, like an eighteen year old defenseman. They can still return again for a third time next year. You know he's almost got ten goals in you know twenty five games. That's unbelievable and one of the best leagues in the world. And so you know he's probably going to be pushing to be one of the best defensemen in this whole tournament. And they also have Matthias Havlid and Tom Willander on defense as well, who are both, you know, first round talents and, you know, they're, they're going to be you know, logging a lot of minutes for Sweden and putting up a lot of points. So, you know, overall the, this Sweden team is just absolutely terrifying and uh, I have them finishing first in group A. But if they have one weakness, it's definitely their goaltender. Uh, last year, they didn't really have this problem with Carl Lindbaum in net. Uh, he, he was one of the best goalies in the tournament, uh, but this year they don't really have a solid starter. Uh, so I guess that's kind of one thing to look out for. Um, you said, uh, you had him in first. I, I do have him in second uh, this year. Um, but yeah, like you said, especially on home ice, uh, it, it's tough not to pick these guys uh, to get first. But uh, I, I think I'm just going to have to stay with the homer pick and pick Canada. But yeah, yeah it could go either way. Yeah, I, I think that Sweden's goaltending is going to be the deciding factor of this entire tournament. I think you could argue that they have the best forwards in this tournament. You could argue that they have the best defense in this tournament overall uh, from top to bottom in their lineups. And uh, I, I think obviously goaltending is their biggest weakness, but uh, the, Hugo Havlitch should be their starter. And he was actually the goalie of the tournament at that U18 tournament a couple years ago when they won gold. So, you know, if he can kind of rebound to that um, level of play and, you know, historically he's been really good at the international level. So I would bet that he's probably going to play pretty well, despite having a, a bit of a poor start to the season. But I think that, you know, Hugo Havlid, that goalie, it, it, a lot is going to be depending on how he plays. And if he does, I think Sweden 
you know, has the best chance they've had, you know, maybe since 2012 when they won gold, you know, the best chance to win gold again. Moving on to the third team in Group A, we have the Finns, obviously a team that always kind of overperforms based on, you know, their roster on paper. I feel like, that you know, the Finns, they always just find a way. They always play that same way. Every player on their team is responsible. They're always coached really well, very structured. They don't make a lot of mistakes. Don't give up anything on the rush. So, you know, no matter the roster, you know that the Finns are going to play like that, no matter the, the level either, whether it's men's or, or, or you know, under 20. So, you know, expect the same thing for Finland again this year. But uh, they, they took a couple huge blows to their roster. Uh, they're not going to have Joachim Kemmel this year, who was, you know, one of their best players the last two tournaments. Uh, Brad Lambert has aged out. And uh, Aaron Kiviharyu, the a projected top 10 pick in this year's draft, is also injured. So just a lot of blows for Finland this year. And, uh, you know, they're going to be lacking a lot of star power in, in every position this year. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, I guess, you know, don't sleep on Finland. Like, always, they, they always seem to overperform. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely interesting to see Finland with, with uh, zero first-round picks uh, and only five returners. They, they're usually a team that kind of has a similar turnover from year to year. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Finland has a weaker team, and, and they usually do similar to Canada. Um, but in saying that, I still got them at third. Uh I don't think they're going to be, you know, they're not going to compete with Sweden or, or Canada, but the other two teams in the division, they're just going to obviously rule, and we'll get into them later. Yeah, and I said the biggest strength for the Finns is they, they have quite a few good goal scorers at their levels this year. Uh, Yanni Newman, the Kraken second-round pick, is tied for first in the Finnish Pro League in, in goals with 14. So, you know, that's pretty good to be leading one of the best leagues in the world in goals at, at 19. So, And he's also a returning, and he, I remember he really impressed me at last year's tournament. So, you know, I remember, remember that name, Yanni Newman, to keep an eye for him. And uh, Lenny Haminaho uh, is also not far behind Newman in goals in, in the Liga. And, and, you know, he's going to be playing probably on the top line. And also... R2 Karki, the defenseman, leads the OHL in goals by a pretty big margin. As a defenseman, he's got 16 goals in 30 games. So, you know, he should be their best defenseman and quarterback in their power play. So, you know, still overall, uh, some of these guys, you know, I've never, I haven't really heard much of them, but they're doing really well. So, you know, despite not having that, those first round picks or that, you know, those names that kind of uh, blow off the page that you really notice them, um, they still have some pretty good players that are playing really well, at, you know, at the junior level and should be good players. But the, the biggest guy, the biggest guy to watch at this tournament for the Finns is draft eligible potential top five pick, uh, Konsa Hellenius. Um, right now he's got 20 points in 28 games in the Liga, which is, you know, amazing. I mean, that's some of, some of the better production we've seen from any Finn in, in that top league at 17 years old. So, uh, yeah, the spotlight will be on him. He's going to be the first line center at 17 years old. And, and this kind of, this kind of reminds me of when Anton Lendell kind of played a similar role quite a few years ago for the Finns. And, you know, throughout the years, he became one of the best players at this tournament. So, yeah, I remember that name as well, Consta Hellenius. He'll be there. Uh, if, if they're going to do well this year, he, he's going to have to play really well. One of their other strengths is that they have 16 players that played in the league this year, which is the top Finnish league. So, you know, almost every player on that team has played at a pro level against men. So that's that could go a long way in, in a tournament that's all, that's all teenagers, right? So... You know, we'll, we'll see again. Don't doubt the Finns, and I have them finishing third in Group A. All right, going into the last couple teams for uh, the Group A division, uh, we're going to start with Germany. Last year, they were eighth in the tournament. 
but they got seven returners this year, and uh, including three drafted players. Um, they don't really have you know too many guys to look out for, uh, as Germany Germany usually doesn't. Uh, but one guy that I'm gonna be excited to watch is goaltender uh, Simon Wolf. I remember last year there were a couple of games that he, he kind of he played really well, and uh, he gave gave him a chance to win. So uh, for me, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be watching Wolf quite a bit. Um, but as far as them finishing the division, uh, I, I got them fourth. Yeah, I think that uh, Germany, you know, I feel like they are always kind of the same level, you know, other than a couple of years ago when they had like Stutzel and and Sider and, and uh, Paterka and Reichel, four first round picks in a matter of two years. I mean, that's that was crazy. And it, it kind of seems to be like that with these with these uh, lower end countries, I guess, in, in, in hockey. They, it seems like they won't have much talent for a while and then all of a sudden it kind of comes in spades you you think of Slovakia with the first and second overall picks and they had three first round picks that year and uh and then Germany as well uh, a couple years ago but you know they haven't had much high-end talent come since out of Germany and it's the same this year like you said uh there's nobody that really flies out off the page I think the biggest guy to watch will be Julian Lutz uh the second round pick to the Arizona Coyotes um you know I think he's a two-time returnee at this tournament so he'll, he'll probably be their captain and uh you know probably their best player so keep an eye on him but other than that i've, I've got the germans finishing fourth in group a i'm going into the last team for the group a division uh we got team latvia uh last year they were ninth in the tournament uh but they got seven returners and two of them are actually drafted uh including fourth and fifth round picks um these guys are going to get rolled pretty much every single game uh, I don't really see them competing with anyone besides Germany, uh, and even then, I, I think Germany will still beat them. But uh, for yeah, just for those reasons, they they're it's Latvia. Like they got they got a long ways to go. Uh, so they're they're last in the division. They got fifth. Yeah, uh, you know, Latvia. I actually like that they're at this tournament. Like I, I think we said this at last uh, last year's uh, preview episode that. You know they're they're not like Austria. Like at least they play structured uh, and good defensively, where they're not going to get blown out. You know, ten nothing or even more like Austria always or Denmark over the years, right? Like I don't think Latvia let up more than you know six or seven goals in, in the last two tournaments since they've been since they've moved up to this top tournament. So, that, so that's pretty good, and I would expect the same thing again this year. Um, and and honestly, who who knows? I mean, Germany doesn't have much better of a team on paper. And I think Latvia has, at least their structure over the last couple of years, has impressed me more than Germany. So, you, you know, you never know. Maybe Latvia could finish fourth in this group. And obviously that game against between Germany and Latvia will decide uh, who's going to be in the relegation round and who comes fourth, I guess, and makes the quarterfinals. So that'll be uh, the biggest game to watch for those teams if you're, you know, from those countries that are a fan of them. And, um, yeah, so Latvia, we'll see, I think, if they have a chance to uh, avoid relegation, it, they're going to really need to uh, beat Germany. And I think this is one of their better teams they've had uh, at, at the top tournament. And I ha have them finishing last in, in Group A. All right, so now going into uh, Group B, we're going to start with Czechia. Uh, last year, they were second place. Uh, they almost pulled off the upset, upset against Canada. Um, they got two first-round picks this year, and uh, including eight drafted players. I think the biggest name for, for me, at least, uh, maybe one of the bigger names of the tournament, uh, Yuri Kulik, uh, first-round pick to Buffalo a couple of years ago. Uh, he's done a really good year in the AHL. He's almost a point per game. And, uh, 
yeah, like I, he, he's he's kind of just a man amongst boys out there. Uh, he's a big dude. He's a really good shot. He's gonna bully his way, uh, you know, uh, on the power play or even even strength. Uh, yeah. So the, I think single handedly Kulik is gonna um, help Czechia, you know, just in, in the standings quite a bit, just on on based on how good he is and um, definitely in this division. Uh, if I'm not watching USA, I'm gonna be watching Czechia for just just for Yuri Kulik. Yeah, I think for Czechia, like last year, if they were going to ever win gold, it was last year. And obviously, a silver medal finish is nothing to be ashamed of for Czechia. I mean, that, that's that's amazing. And, you know, they almost beat Canada as well. It went to overtime. So, but, but you know, they lost, you know, almost all of those players from that team. They only have six returning players. and But they lost David Yurchek and Stanislav Svozil, who were, you know, two, probably arguably the two best defensemen at that tournament last year. And a huge reason they, they, they went to the gold medal game. And, you know, this year they, they have a lot weaker team than last year, and I don't expect them to do nearly as good. I have them finishing third in Group B. Uh, but, yeah, like, like you said, the guy to watch for is Yuri Kulik. I mean, he, he, like you said, he's a man, man amongst boys. He's a beast at every level he plays. Already at 19 years old, he's had, uh, you know, he has an unbelievable resume in the AHL with uh, almost a point a game in two straight seasons. and. Uh, he was also one of the best players at last year's tournament at 18, so there's no reason he won't be one of the best at this tournament. And and, and he's he's going to be re- relied upon a lot for uh, Czech to uh, if they if they're going to finish or get a medal this year. As well as uh, goaltender Thomas Suhanek also aged out, and he, he had a really good tournament last year. Uh, so that's kind of more of a question mark in that as well this year. Uh, but as far as Czechia's uh, finish in their standings, I got them finishing uh, in second in Group B. Moving on to the next team in Group B, we have the, I would say, the favorites at this tournament, the United States. Um, you know, last year they won bronze, and but this year they have an unbel- unbelievable team on paper. Uh, I'd say by far the, or maybe not by far, but I'd say arguably the best at every position uh, in this tournament. Uh, they have 10 first-round picks, which is the most in this tournament, seven returning players. Um, and, you know, w- one of the things I thought was uh, questionable, I guess, was the cuts that they made, or, or rather not even inviting these players, never mind cutting them, was they didn't invite Quentin Musty, who has 116 points in his last 73 OHL games, which is unbelievable. I mean, he's one of the best players in that whole league, and he's almost at two points a game this year. Like, you know, there's no reason he shouldn't be one of the best players on this U.S. team, and he wasn't even invited. And they didn't invite Hunter Brustowix either, who has 55 points in 34 games as a defenseman in the OHL. You know, so by far the best defenseman in that league. And neither of these guys were even invited. And they're some of the best junior players in the world. So, and I think you know the the last few years they've also kind of made some questionable cuts. And the one thing that was in common with all of these questionable cuts is that they were all played in the CHL. So I think exactly. Kind of, yeah, I think kind of like Russia over the past few years or the past years that they were in this tournament, you know, I think I remember them not even inviting Pavel Mitnikov, who, who would have been the most talented player on their team a few years ago. And they didn't even invite him. So it's kind of the same thing with the U.S. You know, there's definitely some anti-CHL bias, I think. And, you know, it's pretty ridiculous because these guys would be, you know, some of the best players on their team. And But you know what? I, I almost hope that they lose. They just barely lose so that they know those guys would have made the difference. And <laughs> But, yeah. Starting with the goaltending for the U.S., like I said, some of the best goaltending at this tournament. They have Trey Augustine, uh, second-round pick to the 
Red Wings and Jacob Fowler, a third-round pick to the Montreal Canadiens, who are both playing really well in the NCAA right now and, you know, are two of the best goalies of this tournament. So, you know, it's not really sure on who's going to start. It'll probably be Augustine, who was the starter for U.S. last year. But, yeah, I mean, U.S. is really strong in net yet again this year. And uh, for their defensemen, uh, they got Lane Hudson and Seamus Casey. Keep keep an eye on both of those guys. Uh, you know, I think they're probably top 10 talents honestly like I you know I, I know they want, both went in the second round but they should have went in like the top 15 and they've only improved a lot since then and uh you know the biggest guy to keep an eye on obviously is Lane Hudson I mean you know he, he's one of the most talented players of this whole tournament and you know he has a chance to put USA on his back and, and carry them and maybe you know he could be one of the MVP finalists or, or you know be one of the best players so you know keep an eye on Hudson for sure and you know, for their forwards, they're just stacked from top to bottom. Cutter Gauthier, Jimmy Snuggerud, who were some of the best players at last year's tournament, they're back this year. They don't have Logan Cooley, who's still eligible, but he's in the NHL. He, he was their center last year, but instead they're going to have Rutger McGordy, who's their captain, and he's a Jets prospect. So uh, we'll hear your thoughts on him. But, you know, just overall, I mean, you know, even more Gavin Brindley, Frank, Frank Nazar, Isaac Howard, Will – that Boston College line of Will Smith, Brian Leonard, Gabe Perot that, you know, set records in the NTDP in their draft year. And they're, you know, all playing on the same line again at, at college this year. They've been on the same line for years. I mean, those are three first lines. Like, USA is absolutely stacked. This is probably maybe the best team they've ever had, at least going into a tournament. We'll see how they perform. But on paper, I, I, I'd say this is the best team USA has ever had. And, you know, this is the biggest or the widest margin uh, in terms of favorites that they've ever been. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to watch USA. And I didn't even mention Oliver Moore, who's going to be on the first line. And he, you know, he's arguably a top 10 pick talent as well. So just an unbelievable team for USA this year. And they don't really have any weaknesses. Yeah. Like you said, this team's just an absolute wagon. Lane Hudson is a guy that you've been really high on the last couple of years, uh, even before his draft. And ever since day one, you said that this guy's going to be really good. And, uh, look where he is now. He's a second-round pick, but he's going to be one of the best players at this tournament. Um, going into their forwards, uh, I'm really excited to watch uh, Cutter Gauthier, uh, Oliver Moore, obviously Will Smith and Ryan Leonard. Those two are going to be really good. Uh, but I'm also, just as a Jets fan, I'm really excited to see Rutger Magority. Uh Just uh, as a Jets fan, it's good to see uh, him get get the C this tournament. And uh, yeah, he seems like a, a good guy off the ice as well. So uh, definitely good, uh, good news for the uh, Jets fans. Um, but yeah, you can't really say enough about this forward core. I, I think this is probably one of the best teams uh, USA's yeah put together at this tournament, at least since the 2020 group with like Zegers and Caulfield and and uh, and that team when they won gold. Um, but yeah, th- this team's really good. Uh, and this year, I, I think for Team USA, it's pretty much theirs to lose. Yeah, and if I didn't say, I obviously have them finishing first in Group B. And yeah, like you said, this tournament's theirs, theirs to lose and. You know, they have some of the best talent in this in this whole tournament. I'd say definitely better than Canada even. I mean, you look at that third line alone of Gabe Perot, Ryan Leonard, and Will Smith. I mean, Will Smith and Ryan Leonard were top 10 picks. They're on the third line. You know, that, that could be one of the best lines in this whole tournament, and it's USA's third line. So, you, know, you could argue it shouldn't be, but, you know, that just speaks to how good USA is. And, you know, there's they're, they're going to be really tough to beat this year. Yeah, and just their depth from everywhere forwards defensemen and goalies is something that's unmatched like there's there's a lot of guys on on the fourth line here or the quote-unquote fourth line that it would be second liners or like you know top nine on pretty much any other team uh including canada and sweden so 
uh, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, obviously I also have them first in that division, and uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go pretty far in this tournament, I, I think. But uh, going into our next team, we got Slovakia. Uh, they were sixth last year. Uh, they got 11 draft players and 15 returners this year. A couple of players I'm going to be watching uh, for Slovakia. Uh, their goaltender, Adam Guyan. Uh, last year, he won the goalie of the tournament. And uh, there's no reason why he couldn't do that again this year. Uh, he's going to face a lot of shots, obviously, in the Slovakia team, which is either going to be a good thing or a bad thing uh, for his stats. Um, but uh, some other guys to watch that I, I'm excited to see. Uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, uh, first-round pick out uh, of St. Louis last year. Uh, he's had a really good year in the OHL, uh, almost two points per game, as well as Philip Meshar and Samuel Honzek, uh, both first-round picks last year uh, to Montreal and Calgary, respectively. So, uh, you know, there's not really a, a lot of depth in the Slovakia team, but as far as, uh, you know, star power, I, I think they definitely have some. Yeah, I think this is, like, this is actually crazy, like, how good of a team Slovakia has this year, and they're missing... Uh, Yuras Ofkovsky and Simon Nemitz, who are both in the NHL playing really well, at least lately. So, um, you know, like, like I think this is the best chance Slovakia has had since the Dennis Godlet year <laughs> to, to medal. And, and, you know, last year, I mean, they almost upset Canada, right? Everybody remembers that overtime game with the Connor Bedard heartbreak Selly and where Adam Guyan just stood on his head. And, you know, most of their players from that tournament are returning yet again, and they're only going to be better. Like you said, Guyan should be one of the better goalies. Dvorsky, Meshar, Hanzik. They've also got Adam Sikora, Alex Chernik, uh, and Martin Mishiak as well, who are uh, all are all mid-round picks in the NHL and, you know, all arguably could have been first-round picks. Those guys are all very talented, and, you know, this is the best team I've ever seen Slovakia have, and, you know, I'm really excited to watch them play, and, and I have them finishing second in Group B. Moving on to Switzerland, uh, last last year they finished seventh in 2023. They have five returning players, and, you know, the biggest standout among those returning players is their only drafted player, Rodwin Dionicio, uh fifth-round pick to the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, the last two years, he's been well over a point a game in the OHL as a defenseman, so just a really good player. I thought he was... You know, he he kind of had a coming out party for me at last year's tournament. You know, I, I like to catch some of the the lower teams' games because they're still competitive and close. And I, you know, he he really stood out to me last year. And then I found out that he was just absolutely lighting up the OHL as a defenseman. And then he ended up getting drafted as an overager. So yeah, yeah, he he's definitely uh, going to be the best player I'd say on Switzerland this year. And their starting goalie should be Alessio Balieri. He was uh, on the team last year. And other than that, I I would look out for Daniel Ustinkov, who you could probably guess is uh, a dual citizen. He's part Russian with that last name, but he he's been really good at for Switzerland uh, throughout the years internationally. He's only 17. He's draft eligible defenseman, but he you know he, he should be a guy to keep an eye on just because he's got some talent. But other than that, I got Switzerland finishing fourth in Group B. Yeah, I think you kind of covered it all with Switzerland. There's not really too much to say, but uh, yeah, I I also have them finishing fourth in Group B. Um, but going into our last team, we got Team Norway. Uh, last year, they won the their Division One A World Juniors, uh, so they got the privilege to come back up to the to the World Juniors uh, for the first time in nine years. Uh, they got no one that's drafted. Uh, shouldn't be a surprise, but uh, there's there's really no one to look out for on this Norway team. If you, if you're you know watching one of these games, it's because you're 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 gonna want to watch the other team because it's gonna be an absolute stats night. Norway, it's it's gonna be just straight blowouts for Norway. Um, but it's, it's good to see him back in the tournament because it's good for just their development. 
uh, honestly, for for kids growing up to to watch these guys in the tournament. So, um, yeah, there's gonna be absolutely no one uh, on their team to watch. But uh, you know, maybe as far as stats night, or if you want to bet on the other team to go like you know have a good night, uh, then yeah, then maybe you watch Norway. But for me, I'm not gonna be really watching Norway too much. They're definitely gonna be last in Group B, and uh, for good reason. I feel like they're gonna get relegated this year. Yeah, obviously, you know, without Russia and 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 even Belarus, who would probably be a better team than Norway, because of you know all the politics and stuff. Um, Norway, you know, normally wouldn't be in this tournament, so you know they're probably like actually like the eleventh or twelfth best hockey country in the world. So you know, they're pretty weak. Obviously, no drafted players. They're the only team in the tournament without any drafted players. Um, but but that being said, like you know, I don't think they're going to be absolutely awful. I, I know you know, it, it kind of depends how they play as a team. It's, it's hard to say until you've seen them play. I, I know that, uh, I think we both kind of had the same mindset with Lavio when they came in and we thought they would get blown out every game, but they ended up actually True. at least playing some structured hockey. And, you know, in their first tournament, they actually upset, I think, the Czechs. And, you know, they made the the the, uh, the quarter. So, you know, you never know how Norway will play, but I, I wouldn't bet on them. Just a few players to watch for them if you're going to watch them. Uh, Michael Brantzig, Nygaard, who I, I'm going to try to catch a Norway game just to see him. You know, he, he should be a first-round pick this year in the draft. And then just a couple other guys, Petter Westerheim and Oscar Kahn-Backvig, who are playing pretty well in, in their respective leagues and, you know, could have been drafted last year. They, they had some talent and were on some uh, ranking lists, so it didn't end up getting drafted. But, you know, they, they've got a few players, you know, to watch out for. But other than that, I mean... Yeah, you know, I'd say they're going to get relegated as well, and I have them finishing last, obviously, in, in Group B. All right, so that's going to do it for uh, the team previews. We're now going to get into uh, who we think is going to win medals and as well as individual awards. So, uh, so we're going to start with that uh, MVP, forward, best defenseman, and best goalie. Uh, for my MVP and best forward, I have Cutter Gauthier from USA. I think he's going to put up a lot of points. And at the end of the day, a lot of these individual awards do have to do with how the team does. Uh, so. Uh, with them, I, I, you know, with them, you know, hopefully going far in the tournament, uh, just from my predictions, I, I got Gauthier winning both uh, MVP and forward. Uh, as far as best defenseman, I got another uh, American in Elaine Hudson. And uh, for the best goalie of the tournament, I got Adam Guyan from Team Slovakia. I, I, for my lists, uh, for MVP and defenseman of the tournament, I have Lane Hudson from the USA. Uh, for forward of the tournament, I have Jonathan Lekaramaki from the Swedes. And for goalie of the tournament, I have Adam Guyan from Slovaks. All right, and to finish it off with uh, medal predictions, uh, for the bronze medal game, I have Canada versus the Slovaks. And unfortunately, I have a big upset. I'm going with Slovakia this year. I think this is the best team they've had in a long time. And, you know, last year they went to overtime against Canada, and I think you know, this year Slovakia got better and Canada got worse. And I think, you know, it's definitely possible. And, um, you know, if, if Slovakia was ever going to get a medal, it's going to be this year. And if Canada was ever not going to get a medal, it's going to be this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet on that. What do you have for the bronze medal game? And what do you think about <laughs> my upset? <laughs> I, yeah, that, that's pretty crazy to me. I've been saying that Canada is not going to get a medal. Um, but yeah, who knows? Like we've we've seen in the past, they haven't got medals, and uh, we shouldn't be like you know it's a, it's an expectation for sure, but it's definitely not guaranteed. Um, for my bronze medal game, I have uh, Sweden versus Slovakia, uh, and I got Sweden winning the bronze uh, there. But 
Uh, going into my gold medal game, I do have USA versus Canada, and unfortunately, I I, I got USA winning it. Um, you, like we have said all that we can say about Team USA, they're an absolute wagon. Uh, they have star power all over, and uh, I I think that there's no reason why they're not going to get it done this year. Yeah, I I also have USA winning, and I have them winning over Sweden, who who will get the the silver. But yeah, I, I think this is USA's tournament to lose, and. Uh, no doubt that the favorites going in, and like I said, probably the, one of the best teams they've ever had. And you know, definitely watch some USA games. I guess even though you know you you guys want Canada to win, I'm guessing most people listening are, are Canadians. But uh, I'm still going to be watching USA games. All right, so that's going to pretty much do it uh, for this week's episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a good one.